up guys so here for another video be sure to like comment and subscribe for more as we are currently growing the channel hope you guys are having a good day i know there's a lot of streaming going on i mean this is kind of you know it's uh it's hard picking times when to go live when not to go live um you know that's why you know the the doing videos will always be like this way easier because it doesn't necessarily matter when you upload the video, but when streaming, eh, you know, eh, we're just, we're not at that point yet where I can stream whenever time I want. So, um, I know it's a bit, um, you know, uh, a lot of streaming is going on, you know, a lot of streams going on. Uh, what's going on, Dave? What's going on, Dave? Hope to, good to see you. And a uh, shout out to uh, Random Bike Gamer once again. Um, you know, when we did that interview, there was a lot of people that came to the Nerd Pill, and um, a lot of you guys have been really um, committed. Like, I always see you guys in the chat, so appreciate that. Um, Scary Dave, Prime, there's been some others from uh, that interview. So I appreciate that. Um, if you missed, let's see, the video from yesterday was um, the one on, we did a one-on-one -on -one with Mr. Fantastic about the Navy. If you missed it, definitely uh, watch the playback. Um, pretty good stuff. Shout out to Fantastic once again for that. Uh, there were a couple of emails I got from people who are uh, were interested to do their Pacific um, more STEM streams. So uh, we got more, we got a long list of stuff to do. Um, actually this week, we got another IT stream actually on Wednesday, I think. So we got another uh, tech stream coming pretty soon, actually. And, uh, you know, we'll see more throughout the months. Um, I, I don't want to spam it too much. You know how YouTube is and well, especially black YouTube, you know, I can't just sh spam five tech streams in a row. Like that'd be insane. Can't do that. Um, but I'll be, I'll try to do at least one or two or so each month. So we got to so we got some set up for January, February, stuff like that. Um, also, don't forget, uh, we've reached 800 plays on uh, Anchor. So we're quick to 1,000 plays on there. Uh, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor. And if you want to see all my links, um, they're available on linktree.com uh, slash speaks. So that's uh, like with the Twitter, the Instagram, all that stuff. Because I do sometimes post random crap on Instagram, just sometimes. Uh, 
Um, now, when we get that community tab, whew, I cannot wait for that because then I'll be able to just post you guys to random things that make me laugh um, and just keep you guys a bit more updated. Um, it'll be easier to keep you guys updated, you know, because now without it, I can't really update you guys unless I say stuff in the videos and stuff like that, you know. Um, so that's a bit of uh, updates. Uh, I'm working on a uh, like a 2020 kind of a, a 2020 recap video. I'm doing that. I got another skit I got to do. I got that. Um, I think that's it so far. I think that's it. I did say I was going to do a PlayStation 5 review eventually so yeah there's still stuff that needs to be done but um we'll get to that uh so like i said today we we needed to review um the mandalorian season two um of course if you guys don't know last week friday was the last episode the finale of season two for the mandalorian now the mandalorian has been available on disney plus um, for a while now, um, it's doing quite well um, as a series. I would say it's one of the best, um, one of the best Star Wars shows ever, <laughs> if you think about it, because we don't have a lot of Star Wars TV shows. I mean, I guess if you mention the cartoons and stuff, but um, when it comes to live action Star Wars TV shows, we don't have a lot. And Mandalorian is that kind of building a path to the future out there. Hopefully we get more shows like the Mandalorian. Um, so yeah, season two was finished uh, Friday. The finale was Friday and we're going to just talk about it as a whole with the series. So um, spoiler alert for people who may have, have watched it yet. I would definitely recommend that you watch the Mandalorian because if you don't, I just don't understand what you're watching. Like, what else are you watching? You need to watch it. It's a great, great show. So I recommend you watch The Mandalorian, all right? Definitely watch that. It's a great show. So let's go ahead and go. This is going to take a while because we gonna have to, we're going to have to look at all the episodes and stuff like that. So bear with me, folks. Bear with me. All right. So um, first of all, uh, so uh, of course, uh, it's a action-adventure drama, eh, kind of drama, not really. It's more action-adventure, sci-fi, space-western, space-western? A little bit. Um, of course, uh, uh, created by John uh, Fairview. What's going on, uh, Falcon Black? Shout out to Falcon. Uh, based on Star Wars by George Lucas, uh, starring Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Now... We're going to talk about him eventually, too. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about him. Um, number of seasons. We got two seasons so far. Total episodes, 16 episodes. Each season has a total of eight episodes. So this is not a, a long series. And I will say this. I was a bit disappointed that each episode is basically 30 to, like, 40 minutes. Okay? Now... With that, there's pros and cons. The pros is, yes, you can watch this, binge watch this show 
just like that. Like it don't take that much to catch up when it comes to this show. That's to it is it's advantage, right? You know how it is with most TV shows. It takes what hours to catch up because each episode is a hour or so long. Imagine Game of Thrones, Dexter, Walking Dead, these long shows. Now, kudos, there are pros to that too, but there are also cons, right? So with this show, you are able to catch up. It does not take you long to um, keep up with everyone. So that's a pro. But when you have that really nice episode, man, and then it ends, it's like, God damn it. Like, it was so good. And then like, crap, it's 30 minutes. Fuck. And then it goes back to like the long ass credit credit scene and, and it shows you like all the artwork. I'm like, I don't want to see the artwork. Please go back to the show. Add additional five more fucking minutes. That's the only thing with the short minute episodes. Okay. Just ranting. All right. Let's keep going. So we have, uh, what else we got? We got runtime. Like I said, 32 minutes to 54 minutes, but do you only do like that long episode? Usually like as the first episode of season two, I think that, that usually like, the first episode is really long. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give average of 40 minutes, but I'm really going to say 30, but they're saying 32 to 54 minutes. I guess they're trying to be nice. Of course, this is Disney platform on Disney plus uh, a lot of people um, got the Disney plus subscription only because of star Wars, because well, if you're going to watch star Wars content, now you are limited to just watching it on Disney Plus, as well as the MCU content, anything Disney related, it's on Disney Plus. And what's happening is people are subscribing to Disney, and then once uh, the show is over, they're unsubscribing from Disney Plus. You know, I don't know because without Mandalorian, Disney Plus, you know, it's just kind of eh. Um, shout out to Hunter. What's going on? He says it has outperformed this new generation of spinoff films, episodes seven to nine. Kudos to John. Yes, indeed. He did well. I got to give him props. Yeah, Space Western. Yeah. Disagreed. Yes, yeah, okay. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. So let's keep going here. Uh, for the people coming in, be sure to like the video and subscribe if you're new. Let's see what else we got. So uh, original release uh, was November 2019, right? And yeah, we're going to talk about the book of Boba Fett. We'll talk about that. Um, but going in, man, when it comes to Star Wars, right? <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars, you just have to take it. I mean, you can't overhype anything when it comes to Star Wars because we've had hit or misses when it comes to the series, the franchise. You got to keep this in mind. The last episode of Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker, I think it was called did not put us in a good spot when it comes to Star Wars, okay? It was a bad movie. In fact, it was a bad trilogy. Seven, Force Awakens was kind of cool, but eight, nine, fucking stupid, all right? It was dumb, okay? And um, we ended that series, and then we had this. And luckily, just luckily, Mandalorian is a quality show, okay? It, it's it, it, true. People have hyped it up, but it actually delivers. So that's why it's like, well, let it be hyped, right? Let it be hyped. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, let's see here. What can we get? Uh, let's just do a little premise premise of the show. So uh, it says, beginning five years after the events of The Return of the Jedi, 1983, the fall of the Galactic Empire, Mandalorian follows Din Dejarin, a lone Mandalorian bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. 
he is hired to retrieve Grogu, an alien child of the same species as Yoda, but instead goes on a run to protect the infant. While attempting to take Grogu to the Jedi, they are proposed by Moff Gideon, the leader of the Imperial uh, Remnant, who wants to exploit Grogu's connection to the Force. So let's first cover story and plot, right? Um, very straight to the point, you know, Mandalorian, uh, uh, Mando, our, Ma our Mando dude, he wants to uh, take uh, the, uh, at first we were just calling him Little Yoda, or uh, we didn't really, he didn't really have a name at first, but we were taking this guy who looks like Yoda and taking him to the Jedi. Fair enough. Uh, brief, little nice premise, nice plot. Uh, it's not too long. Um, if you want to explain this to us, someone, it's pretty easy to explain. Oh, well, the Mandalorian guy wants to deliver this, this species to the Jedi. Boom. That's all. That's it. Simple, straight to the point. I really like that. So with plot, I'd say it was good. Um, you're basically doing a, it's almost like a rescue mission for the most part. So good stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> let's talk about the cast. Okay. Cast and characters. Um, so we do have a long list of characters, right? So I'm going to have to, let's see, share my screen here. Got a shit ton of characters. Um, so of course, Pedro Pascal. Let's first cover him. He's our main guy. Um, we've seen him in, let's see, uh, what, let's see, what was it? Kingsman. Yes, he was in Kingsman. Uh, he was in The Equalizer 2. He was in, uh, he's going to be in Wonder Woman, actually. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see, TV, let's see, what, what? Uh, NYPD Blue, eh, Law and Order, everyone's in Law and Order. Uh, anything, Wonder Woman 1, okay, Burn Notice, Nikita, wow, I didn't know that, okay, Nikita's actually a decent show, uh, The Sixth Gun, Game of Thrones, wasn't Game of Thrones, Narcos, yes, that's where I remember him, from Narcos, he was really good in Narcos, he was really good, um, so he's been around, he's had some experience, um, from 1999, from yeah, so he has some stuff on here, but Pascal really did hit it. And keep this in mind, for someone to basically run a show with full audio, not showing your face, of course, he's doing um, actions, and of course, he did probably some stunt work, but he probably didn't do everything. It's pretty impressive, right? You're going to you're gonna have to find an actor who can really deliver that voice throughout the whole series and really make a following with that voice, just like uh, from Narcos, the other guy, the narrator for Narcos, the original narrator for season one. Yeah, his voice carried that show, and Pascal's voice definitely does deliver. It delivers because remember, we don't know what he looks like. Of course, we know um, from what the actor looks like, but he doesn't show his face in the show till very, very late. And I thought this was a very good move, right? I thought it was a very good move. It adds mystery. It adds, okay, who is this guy behind the mask type thing? Of course, Star Wars loves to do this type of thing. They always do this, uh, who's behind the mask type thing. They've done it before, right? So it's not necessarily new, but like I said, we, we're having a different setup, a different story. This is uh, really uh, based on the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian lore and all that stuff. So this is a whole new thing, but true. The man behind the mask is not necessarily a new thing. It's not. But it's still cool that Pascal was able to carry it on. So I think he did good. Uh, he did good. 
And like I said, spoilers. I guess spoilers. Um, in season two, we actually do see his face. Now, the question is, was seeing his face, was it a good idea or was it a bad idea? Um, based on that episode, right, where he did do it, it does make sense why he showed his face. And what I really like about that when he did it was, even when he did it, he was so, he felt like you could tell like he was ashamed, he was un, he was uncomfortable, he was a bit insecure about it because we already know Mandalorian uh, lore and um, you can, you're not supposed to take off your mask. You're not supposed to. And people who take off their mask, you can kind of tell who's a real Mandalorian, who's not based on that. So because he did it, but he was doing it for the mission, I could understand why, right? He's doing it for the mission, but his code, his Mandalorian code, you know, it goes against that. And you could just tell in his face, like he was like, so like disgusted. I'm like, oh man, that's really good stuff. That's really good. So I like that. I liked that, uh, you know, although he took his mask off, right? Um, he took his mask off. The, he still had a really bad experience doing it. That's what really made it um, stand out. What's going on, uh, God World Saves? What's going on, bro? What's going on? I know there's a lot of streams going on, guys, but um, it's like Netflix. You got to choose what you like. So, you know, you can nerd out about Star Wars. You can talk about these women's. You can talk about the politics. You, you, you got options, niggas. You got options. Um, but today we're talking about Star Wars and shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I appreciate, um, the, the choice of picking Pascal. I think it was a great, a great choice. Um, I wish they could do more with this character, but <sighs> based on season two, I don't know. I think this, I guess this is basically it, I guess, you know, but let's keep going down to the other characters. Um, so of course, um, uh, well, Grogu is a character, but. Well, okay, I guess with my thoughts about the uh, Grogu character. Um, now, when it comes to Star Wars, is really Star Wars focuses extremely on merchandise, right? And for merchandise, Grogu was a good idea. They were smart on that one. Let's get a little Yoda. They were really smart when it comes to merchandise on Grogu. He's made so much money for Disney, for sure, when it comes to merchandise. So I can't hate Disney getting the bag. They got the bag on this show, for sure. Toys, merchandise, everything. I, I would really love to see the numbers that they got from this show because the merchandise must have been insane, especially with Grogu, because people just love Grogu. Now, as a character, I mean, of course, it's a puppet. It's, it's made. It's, it's, it's the character's based on using various puppeteers right throughout the show. So you know, Star Wars tends to do that, of course, with their different creatures. Um, but you know, he was cool. You know, adorable, I guess, but. Eh, you know, can't say much because he didn't really, he's just a little infant and used by puppeteers. Um, let's see, let's see. What does it says women are going to be here. Let's get into the analysis. Yes, 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 yes. Well said, Hunter. Um, let's see, who else do we have? So we have uh, Carl Withers as Gref Karga. Now, um, he, uh, was, let's, let me cover. I mean, I got to share my screen guys. I got to share my screen. There's a lot of information here. Bear with me. There's a lot of fucking information. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Where, where are we? Where are we? Okay. Yeah. Jeff Grogger. Now he was the leader of the, uh, bounty hunter guild who serves as both an ally and adversary to the Mandalorian at different points in the show's first season operating out of the planet Navarro. Griff gives assignments to bounty hunters and ensures everyone follows the guild's code. Now, um, 
he was pretty good. I'm not even going to lie. Cool character. And I would say this, um, when it comes to the character strength, right? We always talk about cast strength. I think Mandalorian has a really strong uh, character strength, right? What's going on, Lady R? Uh, nice to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, Mandalorian has a really strong character strength, right? The weight of these characters, every character has a purpose, right? And I would say Griff Karga, yes. Griff, yeah. He had a purpose in the show, and he did it. Um, as acting wise, I think it was a great, it was a great pick to have this guy um, play this role. So I'm cool with Griff, right? Um, the client. Now I think mistaken if I if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't this guy did he die? I heard did he die? Did he die or something? Because I heard something about him dying. I don't know. In real life. I don't know, could be wrong, but um the client. This was back in season one. Um, really cool character as well. Uh, the client's a mysterious, unnamed agent of the material minute. He hires the Mandalorian as well as several other bounty hunters. He's to recover the child on behalf of his superior, Moff Gideon. The client does not reveal why he wants the child, but he orders his colleague, Dr. Pershing, to extract the necessarily material from him. Okay, that was the force. What's going on, Titan? What's going on, Titan? What's going on? Man, Titan, is that you? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next. Okay, that's that's from season one. That's from season one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crowley? I don't remember. Let me see. Let me get a picture. Can I get a picture? Oh, okay, this person. Yeah, that's from season one. That's from season one. Okay, the droid. That droid was cool. I think that was season one. Uh, let's see, the armor. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Uh, more there was a, and of course in season two we did see a lot of other uh, Mandalorian characters, which was also good. Um, let's see, Carla Bun. Oh, okay. So she was actually pretty cool. We saw her in uh, one of the X Men films, uh, Deadpool. She was in Deadpool. She was pretty cool. I think some people didn't like her for some reason. I don't really know why, but um, I thought she was cool. She did what she did. She did her thing. And like I said, she was she useful. Right. And was she useful? She was till from season one to season two. She was a useful character to have in the show. So she did good, too. I was cool with her, too. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, OK. Uh, Fennec Shand. Um, she is an assassin mercenary for the galaxy's top crime syndicates who sought by uh, uh, Toru for his first bounty hunting assignment. Uh, she was pretty cool. She had a hunt. Uh, she had a sniper. Um, she was cool. Um, she was also with Boba. So I didn't mind her. Moff Gideon. Now, let's talk about Moff Gideon. Uh, let me see. Where is his name at? Yes. This guy. We all know him from Breaking Bad. Um, great, great, man. He was so good in Breaking Bad, bro. He was great. He was good. I loved him. He was a great character. And to have him as the main villain in the show, perfect. Excellent. He did really well. Um, he did really well. Um, he was good. Now, although, I'll say this, right? Like I said, most of these characters are useful. But I wish we got a bit more of his origin, just how he came about. I wish we got that a little bit, right? 
I think it'd be kind of cool to see how he got to the position that he was, which was a uh, imperial commander. I would have loved to see that, but I love he was a good character. He was I I, I really did like um, Goth Gideon. I really did. Um, so gotta give him props there. Uh, so now we go into the season two characters, uh, Boba Fett. So Boba Fett is a bounty hunter who first appeared in the Empire Strikes Back. He survived the card pit he fell into on Return of the Jedi, and he makes his return in a silent cameo in Chapter 9, The Marshal. He appears in Chapter 14, The Tragedy, where he is revealed to have saved Fennec Shad, the sniper, on Tatooine after the events of Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. So it was pretty cool to see him. Um, you know, Boba's father, Jango Fett, and, and the Attack of the Clones, um, he got his armor back. He wanted, he was looking for his armor. Mandalorian helped him find his armor. Although he's not really Mandalorian based on what the, um, the female, we're going to talk about that other female. Um, but he was pretty cool. He was cool. And at the end of season two, there is this kind of spoiler, you know, that's about the book of Boba Fett now. So he's going to play an, a part, um, after the show. And I'm, I'm not necessarily sure what the focus is going to be on this show. Let's just hope it's good, right? But actually, you know what? I'm going to look up Book of Boba Fett and see what comes up. I don't know if these, maybe we get a trailer about it next year, probably. Um, hopefully. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it's coming in. Yeah, it's coming December next year, so we're not going to, we're probably going to get some trailers about it, probably. Um but I don't, the problem is, what is the show going to be about? Okay, let me share my screen again. And uh, shout out to Engineering Cannabis. It says Mandalorian was the gateway to the Star Wars universe. They have eight more Star Wars series being um, produced. Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, and Asuka. Yeah, I saw the news. Um, I heard about that. There's a lot of more sh uh, shows coming. It's just good. It's just good. So Boba Fett is back. His story is just beginning and teased, like I said, in the tease in The Mandalorian, the legendary Bundle Hunter will continue in the book of Boba Fett um, with the same guy, John. Uh, it says new series coming December 2021, only on uh, Disney Plus, of course. Uh, this will be set within the timeline of The Mandalorian and star as the Bounty Hunter along with um, uh, Shand, who directed, okay, Solomon, okay. I mean, oh, and then it says the season three of the Mandalorian will go into production next year. Wow. Okay. I didn't know they were doing season three. Ugh. I kind of don't think we need a season three though. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we need season three of the Mandalorian, but the book of Boba Fett, like I said, what I really want. Oh, well, let, let's just go back. Let's go back to the characters. I'm going to tell you guys what I really want um, later, but I'm I'm cool with like I said, Moff Gideon, awesome, good actor, loved it. I'm cool with Boba Fett, he was cool too. Um, let's say the Frog Lady, what? Who is that? Frog Lady? Oh, okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't really, I didn't necessarily care about that uh, character. Uh, let's see, it says uh, Kosha Reeves. Okay, let me see. Is this the character? No. So uh, Kosha Reeves was another Mandalorian warrior. Um, who's the? Yes, and then we have. Bo-Katan. So Bo-Katan was acted by Katie uh, Sackhoff. Weird last name. 
who played the voice of the character in the Star Wars, the Clone Wars and the Star Wars Rebels animated series. She was cool. Um, she was a cool character. Let me share my screen again. So I was impressed. Um, and you know what? Um, I don't know if we've seen this before, but has, has any series actually taken the voice actors from the actual um, animation and then taken them to the live action? I don't know if anyone's done that before. Maybe Star Wars might be the first one that's actually done that. But she did really well. Um, she did really well. It was uh, really cool to see her um, on the show. And so she did good. That was a really good episode when we seeing more Mandalorians. I mean, anytime uh, we see anything about the lore or the Mandalorian code or we see these other warriors, it, the show really does shine. Because remember, the show is, I mean, we're finally getting some respect on the Mandalorians, right? Because we've never had a show, a movie based on this specific group, right? And this is this is a great thing for Star Wars. And they... They hit it home, and now we have a a single individual show that gives this group props. What's going on, good man? What's going on? <laughs> oh man, come on, man! You got to get into this shit, man. Now, but I understand why some people don't like it. I mean, uh, you know, it's hit or miss for some people. I understand it. There's certain things I don't like, like the last trilogy. Okay, so um, I, I understand, man. You know. Just like, hey, I don't really. It's it's hard for me to get into Star Trek, right? So, hey, man, I'm with you. I'm, I know it's when it comes to sci-fi. It's just you know, like I'm not like a crazy Walking Dead fan. Like I saw it, but I'm like, oh my god, I'm not like crazy about it, you know. So, I understand, bro. So yeah, man, character weight with season two. Awesome. We got two Mandalorian warriors, Boba Fett. You cannot complain, man. The the characters in season two. We're excellent. Uh, what's going on, uh, SKC? <laughs> the chick being able to handle a one-on-one with Boba Fett sucked. Uh, Boba was legendary. Good point there, SKC. That was odd. That was odd. And this act, that actually links to what I complained about in the Monster Hunter review, where we had our main character, Artemis, being able to fight off Hunter on some Dragon Ball Z shit, and she just keeps getting back up. Now, it is true. The chick, which is uh, Kosha, that was Kosha who fought Boba. It was like they're doing a one-on-one in the, in the bar, and then it's like, yo, how does she match up with Boba? That shit was weird. So good point uh, there, SKC. I hope you're doing good, man. I know you're um, busy and stuff, but uh, congrats to you um, for your, um, your daughter and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, good point there, SKC. Good point, good point. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Okay, introduced other more other characters introduced in season two. Let me see. I want to get a picture of these people so we can see what we're looking at. Fandom. Let me see. I don't really remember him. I don't know if he did enough in this show. Let me see who else. Cobb Vaughn. Let's look this one up. Let me see. Oh, this guy was cool. Uh, so Cobb Vanth, also known as a Marshall, was a human male who lived during the Galactic Civil War. Uh, so subsequent to the New Republic era, once a slave, he rose to become a sheriff on the planet Tatooine. He despised the Red Key Raiders. Yeah, 
He was another good character. He was another good character. And like I said, the show does a really good job making sure that each side character has something to do, has a role, whether it's big or small, There's, they have some type of role, right? And this is good. Uh, let's see, some Pearl Captain, uh, Lang, and of course, Ahsoka. Um, which they also did with the uh, the Mandalorian from the animated show. They also took in the actor, voice actor, uh, Rosero Donson. You guys know her. She's like in every MCU uh, Netflix show. And she's the voice of Wonder Woman in a lot of the DC animated movies. Go figure she would be in Star Wars. So uh, she, she, she went into the live action show and cosplayed as basically uh, Ahsoka. And she did quite well. Like... The episodes with her were quite good. So uh, another good character that uh, was added to the season two. Now, I think obviously in season one, season one wasn't bad, but to kind of bump it up to the next level, you're going to have to have some big, bigger characters. And that's what they did with season two. Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano. You got the other, um, you got the, uh, who, was, who was the guy? I mean, wait, wait, who was the, uh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Yeah, you got Bo, Bo Katan, another big character. You got Kosa Revs. You know, you got Boba Fett. So you have these big characters, these big characters. And like I said, the weight of these characters, uh, the roles of these characters were pretty good. They were. They were indeed. So let's go to setting, right? Um, so in the show, we're seeing a lot of different planets. Um, Mando is always on a ship going to the next planet or the next area. So I would say, yes, the, the, the world building, the settings are cool, right? Of course, this is Star Wars, right? So you want to see, you, you see different planets. You want to see different areas and stuff like that, different terrains, right? And this is good. They have that in the show, right? It'd be stupid if it was just like two, two one planet, a whole show on one planet. Now, some shows do that, right? But for Star Wars, eh, you know, it's just not that type of thing. You need to be flying around, seeing different types of stuff, right? So with uh, location, with uh, different world building, the, with the geography of the, of the of this, this show in general, pretty good. I can't even, I can't even hate on that. Uh, so world building was quite nice, right? Um, what else? So we talked about the characters. We talked about the world building was pretty good. Um, let's see. What else about the show? Um, a lot, like I said, meaningful characters to actually do something. Um, let's see. What else about the show? Is there anything I disliked? Okay. Let's talk about the finale, right? The finale. Remember, the main point of this show was Mando has to deliver Grogu to uh, the Jedi. But before we get to that, I would say that Grogu was extremely OP. Like he was like strong as fuck, <laughs> no training, nothing. And I'm guessing, is that how Yoda was like? Cause Grogu was fucking on this OP shit. Like he was doing shit, you know, when he started doing the force, like he was doing some big shit, right? So he was OP. Um, Noah can match him at all. Of course, Amanda was struggling, you know, but Grogu was just on his shit. But let's get back to the finale, right? 
Spoilers, niggas. So, like I said, we find out that the Jedi that he's trying to deliver this shit to is that of Luke fucking Skywalker. So during this scene, right, of course, we know how Star Wars does this shit. Oh, let me put a cloak on him and let me look, let him look mysterious. No, niggas, you guys weren't that, you guys were not that slick. First of all, he had a green lightsaber. If you remember, Return of the Jedi had, he always had that green lightsaber. And then you see that he has one arm cut off. I'm like, God, God damn it, please don't be Luke. Don't fucking do it. Please don't do it. But they fucking did it. And the question is, right? Was the reveal good or bad? And I'll say this now. I was extremely disappointed. And I'll tell you why. The thing about Star Wars is, right? And and I'm not a comic book person or novel person, so I'm not I'm not sure how this compares to the comic and novel side of Star Wars. I know it's a, I know there's a lot of stuff material out there. I'm talking about the movies. With the movies and the shows, it always seems like Star Wars is always trying to link everything to Skywalker. And here's my thing. I understand, right? Just like Dragon Ball Z, you're always going to have Goku. You're always going to have Goku. It doesn't matter. Dragon Ball Super, Goku. GT, Goku. Dragon Ball without Goku is weird as shit. I get it. Just like One Piece. One Piece, you're going to have who? Fucking Luffy. <laughs> Luffy is always going to be in One Piece. That's his shit. Okay? I understand it. It's like Yu Hakusho without Yusuke Yurameshi. It's a weird-ass show. So I get it. Star Wars without the Skywalkers. It's, it's like... And we get it. The original Star Wars series, right? Luke Skywalker. Uh, you had this whole original crew. Right? Um, Han, Han Solo and all that. Those characters really did do a lot of damage when it comes to having those iconic characters, right? Luke and the Skywalker stuff, super iconic, right? And when I'm watching the show of Mandalorian, right, I didn't necessarily know what was what, what setting were we in, what setup were we in. I didn't know that. I just watched kind of blind, casually as a fan, right? I wasn't trying to look up stuff and say, oh, like, what's not? No, I just tried to watch it, you know, just as a casual, because I think it's better that way so you don't get, you know, you don't spoil yourself, right? So when I saw Luke, I'm like, Come on, guys. Really? Why do we always have to link this shit back to the Skywalkers? The last episode of the Star Wars movies, Rise of the Skywalkers, now Ray, you know, Ray Skywalker, the shit was fucking lame, okay? And you guys got a um you got a double to do the Luke, and then you know, because his face was weird, you know. And I'm seeing the show, I'm like, why do y'all have to tie it back to Luke Skywalker? Why? The show, honestly, I wish I didn't know the setting of the show, right? Now that I know the setting, I'm like, fuck. You know, like it sucks because I was hoping maybe we, we would see some new Jedis or something. Possibly? <laughs> maybe we'd see some new Jedis or something. It'd be fucking cool as hell. Dude, there's so much other characters out there from the Star Wars lore that we haven't seen on, on the live action screen. There's several of them. I already know. Trust me, I don't I don't read the comics and stuff, but I already know there's tons of other Jedi's. I mean, even playing Kotar 1 and 2, right, on the Xbox. Look at all the different characters you have in Kotar 1 and 2. Kotar uh even the old republic that that uh that MOBA game. 
on PC. There's tons of other characters in the Star Wars lore. So then when you see your, your, your you know, when he, they mentioned this Jedi, right, throughout the show, you're thinking, oh, no, shit, he was a new Jedi we never seen before. Oh, shit. Oh, snap, man. And then you find out it's fucking Luke. Like, God damn it, Luke, again? I'm tired of you, man. I've seen you for years. Fuck it. Like, why are you here? Like, show another another Jedi or some shit. Let it be someone else. Why Luke? And that's confusing. So you're telling me Ahsoka Tano and Luke are, are in the same setting? That shit was confusing as fuck to me. And like I said, I'm not an expert on Star Wars, right? But that shit was weird. So Ahsoka Tano... Oh, shit was weird, man. I was disappointed, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I saw Luke. I'm like, God damn it, man. Fuck. Luke? Again? Shit was disturbing. But, you know, it had a good ending. You know, uh, Mando gives uh, Grogu to Luke. And uh, they peace out. Like, peace, niggas. And then that's the end of the show. And to me, I think that this show needs to end with this. Because Mandalorian, Mando, he did his mission in this let it go. Right? Don't fucking MCU this shit. Move on to the next fucking show. Now, uh, the Engineer Cannabis, you mentioned there's some other shows mentioning. I'm going to bring up that article so we can look at that real quick. Um. Uh, Says the chip. Okay, said that. Um, let's see. Said Expanse is currently my favorite sci-fi. To me, it's unmatched. Expanse. I will have to check that out. Um, I haven't heard of it, but I will check it out. Checking for you. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, says the way the show has progressed, it doesn't feel like people are used to the force when they come across someone who does. They come across as OP. Yeah, true. Because remember, they were calling them like um, sorcerers and stuff like that. So it, that's a good point. Um, they're not used to the, the Force, or they're not used to Jedis, whatever. And yeah, that's true. People talk about Jedis in the show like they were old rappers. They um, this they were everywhere back in the day. Can't find one of them now. True. You know, like, yeah, we got... Let's just be honest. We got spoiled with uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the, the Sith, which my favorite movie. And uh, we, we got spoiled, bro. We got spoiled with the Jedi stuff, you know? Till this day, bro, I still believe that we need a Pacific Sith show. Give us Darth Revan, please. And Darth Malak. Give us something where it's specifically Sith-driven. Same, same production, whatever, whatever. Give us a story on the Sith, man. That shit needs to be on screen. They, they kind of... Teased that a little bit on in the Fallen Order video game. If you guys played it, really good. Probably one of the best Star Wars games currently. Currently. Kotar 1 and 2 are still pretty good. But um, they spoiled that a little bit in Fallen Order. I was like, oh, man. I was hoping, like, does he go to the dark side? And he fucking does. I'm like, god damn it, man. Stop fucking with us, man. Now, of course, in The Force Unleashed, that game, they, they you were able to go to the light side or dark side. But it's not the same like Kotar 1 and 2. It's just not the same. Like, you feel evil as shit in <laughs> Kotar 1 and 2. But let me look up um, the new shows uh, for Star Wars. Because I didn't... Uh, I just want to see what exactly they have. Um, let me see. Let me look up the article. 
Okay, got it. Um, says episode three is my favorite as well. Totally, bro. Totally. Episode three, man. <sighs> episode three. So good. I mean, because it's the first time we actually see someone go to the dark side and like really go to the dark side on film, man. It was good. I can still watch it till this day and enjoy it, that shit. Um, let me share the screen so you guys can see for reference. Oh, but well, before that, right? Let me uh, let me think about anything, anything else about the show. Um, so that's what I disliked. Um, I didn't like that it was Luke Skywalker. I thought that was kind of like an easy move. Like, come on, guys! Like, you guys are gonna go back to him again? You know. Um, so, like I said, action. Let's talk about action. Action was pretty solid. Now, remember, this is on Disney Plus, so you're not gonna see like blood and guts and all that stuff. You're not gonna see that on this show. But still, action, pretty cool. Um, you, you, we were watching the way Mandalorian fights. What's up, Zero? Zero, Zero. Zero hate. Dark side. It's connected. So um, action was good, right? Uh, Mandalorian, you can see his fighting style, the way he fights with his, his gears and stuff like that on his armor. Really cool. I like how he was able to um, upgrade his armor, you know, throughout the show, uh, just throughout the series in general. That was really cool. But the action... Your typical Star Wars stuff, combat, along with seeing Mando fight. And quite good. Quite satisfactory. It was pretty good. Now, like I said, when it comes to Star Wars, the action will get repetitive because if you don't have Jedis or Sith or nothing like that, you're just basically watching people pew, 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 Like, it's cool at first, all right? But... As in the long term, the shit is limiting. All right, the gunfights—they're cool, but we've seen that before, right? So really, when it comes to me in action, it's really when Mando fights. When Mando fights, a Boba fights, cool. But seeing like beep, 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 like seeing the stormtroopers fight and just get fodder and kill—like we've seen that a lot. <laughs> but they're always dying and shit. So. You're getting some. Oh, well, I guess you're also getting some space combat. Okay, true. You're getting some space combat. Can't can't ignore that. There is some space combat in the show. You have Mando, Mando fighting, and you have stormtrooper gunfights and stuff. So you, you get a little bit of a different. You get a multiple menu of combat, right? Cool enough, right? I just think I'm kind of tired of the stormtroopers, Negus's fodder getting shot up. I mean, whatever. Uh, it says you're going to get epilepsy sitting in that neon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why uh, it stays on only for a few hours. Uh, let's see. Um, Boba Fett is 527 years old and fights better than Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. He does fight a bit better than him. Um, I didn't like his armor, but I guess because his, his armor is pretty old. All right, best order given. Dude, episode three, still fucking good. On screen, Star Wars universe is too small. Characters are actually too simple. Motivations and lives are quite vanilla. There's no deep thought with that on screen Star Wars. Hmm. SKC, I don't know if you uh, read the comics, but would you say, um, it is for anyone, would you say that um, the comics, the stuff in the comics and the novels are, would be better, are better than on screen? But I think a lot of, a lot of people have that issue, don't they? Think of like uh, the MCU, like, you know, live action MCU is pretty cool, but eh, 
you know, does it does it does it translate completely when it comes to uh, compared to the comics? But yeah, that's a good point. It, it is. I guess you could say Star Wars live action is a bit watered down, perhaps. Yeah. But I see your point. So yeah, it's not like the most amazing action ever. No, it's just okay. Okay. So setting. I like like the different planets. I like the I like that. That was cool. Action. It's okay. It's cool. Characters. I, I really like um, the Mandalorian. I like the other side characters. I feel like they're a bit. They have a role. They have a bit more weight to them. Um, they're cool. Like I said, the thing about season two is I just I didn't like that they, they came with Luke Skywalker. I really didn't. I didn't. Uh, I was kind of disappointed on that one. Uh, let's see. That's it. Star Wars is sci-fi, so the characters have to almost have to almost be teenager, uh, melodramatic, and simple. Hmm. Hmm. So uh, every new Star Wars movie and TV show confirmed so far. So let's see here. Uh, so Star Wars Rogue Squadron is coming 2023. It says after what felt like an eternity of waiting, Disney finally announces who will direct the next Star Wars movie. Honor Woman, uh, 1984, Helmer, Patty Jen Jenkins will take on the movie due to release in 2023. Rogue Squadron? Ah, oh, man. So what, we're getting a movie about flying ships and shit? Ugh. Give us a fucking sci-fi, uh, a fucking Sith movie, man. I'll still watch it. Uh, let's see, what else? Okay, uh, Watiki's, okay. The guy who was, uh, he's responsible for Thor 3. Uh, it says potential of 2025. Wow, 2027. Man. Uh, let's see. What what are we getting? I'm going to be 37 years old when that comes out. Um, so we're getting a movie from him. Okay. It says his approach will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that an audience are in for an unforgettable ride. I don't care if it's funny, man. Says Rogue Johnson's new Star Wars movie trilogy. Okay. Says last director must have impressed someone at Lucasfilm Disney just before The Last Jedi hit cinemas. They announced that the filmmaker would be heading up a new uh, movie trilogy featuring new characters from a corner of the galaxy that the lore has never before explored, even though The Last Jedi was, shall we say, um, divisive among the faithful. Johnson's still on board. Hmm. It better be better than this last trilogy. I'll say that. It says, uh, what did Zero say? It says, sci-fi fantasy, sci-fancy versus sci-fiction. Teenager uh, melodramatic theme is especially designed for character development. It says, what is the motivation of Palpatine on screen version? You won't be able to say anything but to rule the galaxy. That's pretty vanilla. Yeah, true, 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 true. I didn't, I didn't necessarily even care for his character, but that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, okay, Kevin Foggy's Star Wars film. Um, okay, let's see. He says J.D. Dillard Star Wars movie. Okay, uh, Han Solo. That Han Solo thing was trash. The Mandalorian season three. So the third season was announced. However, I really don't think they should do a season three. I really don't, man. I, I I don't agree with them doing a season three. But 
I mean, I like the show, but I think they should end it here. You know, the book of Boba Fett, right? That comes out next year. Hopefully that's good. Oh yeah. Obi-Wan's kind of, yeah, he's getting a series too. Hopefully, you know, it's good. Hopefully that's good. Rogue One spinoff Andor coming out next year as well. The Bad Batch. I don't care, man. I don't care. Um, Ahsoka. Okay. Ahsoka's getting a show. Okay. That might be interesting. Rangers of the New Republic. Lando. With Donald Glover? He may not return. Uh, the Acolyte. A droid story. Really? Who's going to watch a droid story? <laughs> right. Milk, milk, milk. Get the bag. Get the bag, Disney. Star Wars Visions. Okay. Okay, anime, I guess. <sighs> so, um, what will I score it? Oh, okay. So we let me close out some of these links here. And let's go to Metacritic. Okay, so The Mandalorian. So they gave it a 8.7 out of 10. Pretty good score. Pretty good score indeed, uh, compared to what we saw from Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, so we got uh, ten percent, thirty-eight uh, percent gave it a ten, thirty percent gave it a nine, eight percent gave it an eight, seven gave it a seven, two point six. Okay, and uh, you're almost getting up to let's just round it to hundred thousand votes for a ten. So you can see how uh, this differs from what we saw yesterday, the other day with Monster Hunter. I'll see uh, demographic males gave it an 8.7, uh, less than 18 gave it a nine. Uh, millennials gave it 8.8. Millennials and Gen X, early Gen X gave it 8.7. And Windows XP niggas gave it 8.6. Females 8.8, um, 8.4, less than 18. I could probably see why. Uh, millennials 8.8. Oh, so pretty much fair ratings around across the board, it seems. Now let's see who gave it a fucking one. I want to see that. I'm curious what who would have given it a one? Let me see. Um yeah, one star. I'm just curious. It says, but the pathetic, tasteless crybaby geek trolls will laugh, will laughably try to convince you it is because of the worthless fan service moments from the atrocious prequels in the way it Lazily copies their original trilogy. Thank God for the sequel trilogy. Okay. The show is overrated. I didn't find anything that will watch that will match for the one point nine point one rating here is simply overrated. Says the Mandalorian is so bad that I have to continually I continue watching because I cannot believe what I am witnessing. The story is so bad it takes the prequels look like a masterpiece. I feel bad for Star Wars fans having to pretend what they are watching is any good either that or they really are the stupidest fans in the world smoke uh, all of these 11 uh, reviews make me sad i will say that visually it's great the directing is so dumb the acting is so dumb the story is so dumb the actual script is so dumb <laughs> really damn man he's uh they are giant and i meant giant holes in the whole mechanics of the show feels rushed feels like a cash grab i will say that star wars is a in no way now, 
I'll say this. Um, now, each episode has its ups and downs. There are some episodes where, okay, the action is reduced. There are some other episodes where the action is increased. So I can say that, that um, some episodes I'm like, eh, then the next episode, whoa, it's amazing. You know, so uh, I kind of, uh, that's what I can kind of see if that's what he's trying to say there. But uh, this show is definitely not a one out of 10. I mean, I, we've seen some worser, we've seen some worse shit before. Haven't we seen worse than this, The Mandalorian? There's been some really bad shows out there. And, and I don't agree with overhyping it, but, you know, no show is perfect, right? I don't think any show should get a 10 out of 10, just to be honest. Um, what else? What else we have here? Shallow, predictable, no plot, full of cliches. Okay, there are some cliches. Boring uh, stretches a story that can be told in 10 minutes. Yikes. I do kind of agree with that. Like I said, although the story and plot is very simple, hey, deliver Grogu to the Jedi, right? Um, it is true that the way they, 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 I, I actually do kind of agree with that. Um, I kind of do agree with that. Um, let's see. It says so far for me, sci-fi series, number one expands. I gotta watch it. Firefly. I've heard good things about Star Wars Voyager and TNG D space. The first six Star Wars are not far behind though. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, well, okay, how is it universally praised? It's like a bad sci-fi show had a kid with a generic Disney Channel show. <laughs> Woo, funny. Uh, I came across something akin to Battlestar or Firefly. Oh, there you go. So I mentioned Firefly, but got something I have trouble finding a, a um, in comparison to every single episode, and it's the same. Episode one plus two equals Mando flies away in space. Episode three, Mando flies away in space. Episode four, Mando flies away in space. <laughs> Episode five, Mando flies away in space. Episode six, Mando flies away in space. Oh, that's funny. It's an uh, man, uh, It's a boring mess that has failed on all fronts, at least on the other episodic shows. We get character development, maybe an entertaining story, but neither is present. The characters are all boring, except Baby. What? Except Baby Yoda. But what has the guy done since episode two? Damn. Funny though. We are forcing ourselves to watch it based upon nostalgic reasons, despite it not being that good. Um, hmm. Check. I'll say this. When it comes to I'm not when it comes to like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode. That's not necessarily happening. I, I will say that. It's not necessarily happening. Um I, what happens to me is like, oh my oh shit, it's Friday. Okay, let me watch a new episode. Like I'm it's just not I'm not like from Monday to Friday, oh I can't wait to watch it. It's true. I'm not like super excited about it, right? I'll say that. Um, but you know, it's it's good, you know, like, uh, criticism is good, you know. Not everyone's gonna give it a 10, you know. Um, I don't think it deserves a 10 out of 10 anyway. Let's go to the 10 out of 10s though. Let's see how uh this these people say. So this is great, it looks like Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's it's shot like Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. The speedster shot at the beginning of the episode brought me back to a new hope filmed in the same fashion. I would take this over any of the last six movies. Uh, I would take this show. I would I would rather watch this over the last trilogy. Now, uh, they are actually doing Star Wars stuff in the Star Wars universe. That's a dumbass review. Uh, says this is the Star Wars atmosphere and feeling I've been waiting for. 
No dumb humor, cool characters, a story I can take seriously. I'm a big fan of what they've done with the series so far. Currently, Star Wars filmmakers need to take notes. Damn. Cinematography is amazing. You can tell they are practically as much as possible. The CGI is used only for the obvious, like, spaceships and creatures. Okay, I agree. CGI, I can say that. Like, it's not, they use it only when needed. I can say that. I agree. I can say that. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> what an incredible leap into live-action Star Wars television. The Midlore delivers in both capturing the feel of the classic trilogy as well as his own unique identity. A sweet spot of Western sci-fi action and comedy. Please don't add comedy. Please. This is not a comedy. There's nothing funny in The Mandalorian. Um, not at all. Uh, it says, uh, see, um, his influence shines bright in The Mandalorian. I believe Star Wars fans will be absolutely tr thrilled to see this expertise once again bring excitement and wonder back to the galaxy. There's no wonder, man. It's fucking Luke Skywalker, okay? There's no wonder. The wonder is gone after the finale. <laughs> okay? Let's see. What else? Okay, so we read enough from um, the uh, from the IMBD. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Okay, so that was an IMBD. Let's go to Rotten Tomato. So Rotten Tomato. Gave it a, uh, let me, what'd you say? Uh, check. He said, it is not good and it's not bad. I would, it should be a solid six, not a 8.7. Yeah. And first of all, with reviews, I don't do decimals anyway. So yeah, I like solid numbers. So you're saying, uh, it should be a solid six borderline seven. Okay. Um, so Mandalorian 94, uh, average tomato meter, average audience score at 89. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. Um, let's see. So top critics gave a hundred. <sighs> I don't believe that. No, no show is perfect, guys. No show is perfect. No show is perfect. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the reviews. Okay, so season one was a ninety-three. Season two, they gave it a ninety-six. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Where are the reviews at? Let me see here. Reviews. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me go to Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's sad though. But for like the companies and stuff, the industries, they do rely on things like this, like they do rely, like, you know, if a game, especially like, let's say like a video game, right? If a video game doesn't get at least 90% overall in ratings, like, you know, people can lose jobs under that shit, man. You know, when some games tank, that no, it can destroy careers. Uh, let me see, I'm trying to look for like, the F okay, here we go. Let's see. Um, where in an age of TV where so much money can be thrown around, it doesn't work. This is throwing a lot of money at something, and it does. Okay, I'm not going to read the full reviews. Seeing something you love gets so such a well-crafted, scripted, directed, actor show made it impossible to wipe a spot from my face for hours after watching every episode. If season one was about bringing in new fans to the Star Wars galaxy far away, then it seemed like The Mandalorian Season 2 was about rewarding older fans. Okay, it's Star Wars in its purest form. Okay, 
but sprawling, elegant, intimate, yet epic in scope. Epic in scope. Eh, I don't think the scope was that big for this show. I think that's a bit, he's kind of, I don't know, simping. <laughs> it is better than season, the first season. I will agree. I agree on that. So we got a, a pretty high score, pretty high score from Rotten Tomato. Uh, let's see from Metacritic. So Metacritic gave it a Metascore of 71 based on 43 critic reviews with the user score based on 715 ratings, 8.4. Uh, so this actually ties to what you said, um, Check giving it a 7. Um, let me see here. Let's see. Let's look at the negatives. Uh, it says the series has high production values. Music is good. Yeah, true. Another good thing. Yeah, I say the music's pretty cool. Petro does a fine job. I think he did. However, the writing is bland and unoriginal, and often the writer's decisions fail to suspend disbelief. This series seems to be hindered by a desire. A desire to play it safe in order to reach a wide audience. Huh. That's not a bad critique. That's not a bad critique. Um... Baby Yoda is cute, but that still doesn't make this a good show. I did like the first episode, but it went downhill from there. With only a few moments that brought it up a little at the end, Cash Grab is the only way I can accurately describe it. I did like the Easter eggs and the attention to the lore, but most of all the introductions and additions felt forced and un un uh, unnatural. Overall, it felt like a ploy to in uh, introduce more toys to sell. Like I mentioned in before, man, the merchandise for Star Wars, man, they got the bag on that. Of course, with Star Wars, you're not going to get the most intelligent sci-fi. You're going to have to learn to suspend your disbelief. But to me, this was a little too much and just felt like convenient storytelling. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, this show can be summed up in one quote. Random character, do you ever take off your helmet? I mean, sometimes in private, it's part of my religion. Turn off the show right there. Minority pandoring is killing Disney. Okay, let's see. I don't like these Disney productions. I prefer the products of the Luca era. I hope Luca buys the Luca film again or that the Disney decides to reset the canon it introduced then to restore the canon prior to 2014. It's sad when you find out that not only is John F. and Watiti involved in the show, but then it's it's awful sad excuse for a Star Wars project that follows suit to these Last three terrible movies. Yeah, I mean, no, but this is better than the, the movies. I mean, the last three movies. To me, it is. I mean, it's just me, but okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see some mixed views here. And if you haven't uh, liked the video, be sure to do so. Uh, let's see. A strong start with soon dissipated into what? Uh, the first three episodes were well-written. Authority engaging, relating Lucas to the Star Wars landscape without forcing the issue. Rogue One allowing the Mandalorian, let me see, to stand on its own without looking like a high-budget fan fiction. The Rock began to set in by the fourth episode of the series, which was boring, poorly written, badly directed, um, resulting in a hollow plastic replica of Seven Samurai? Although things picked up again in episode six, by episode seven, the repetitive storyline had fizzled out any interest and finishing the episode yet alone the series hmm you know and that makes me think right 
we knew the enemy was Moff Gideon, but all we had on the enemy side was Moff Gideon and some droids, and that was it. Like, there could have been more there, right? There could have been more. Why Why is Moff Gideon, how did Moff Gideon get to this position? Why is he doing this? This because there's an order. Like, nah, we, it could be, if we could get some more detail on that, that would have been better. I, I agree on that. Um, so the series is a bit of a mixed bag. Sometimes it's movie grades seen with superb costumes and special effects. Another good thing, yeah, costumes were pretty cool. Special effects were pretty cool. Um, the next, it's amateur stand-up theater. Action, action, action. I'll stop for a few minutes because I have to explain something. Okay, that should have done that trick. Let's go again. Action, action, action. And stop. Use uh, Stormtroopers. Just wait right here for a few minutes. Time for a supposedly emotional scene now. And go, 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 go. It doesn't flow at all. On the one hand, beautiful special effects with some movie quality scenes. On the other hand, boring exposition and some dumb and childish plot choices. The baby is cute. Some of the acting is really good. Some is really bad. As a whole, it just doesn't flow. My main problem with the first season. Still is visually nice enough to look at, so not a total waste of time for you're looking for a Star Wars fix. Mm. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So with my score, right? Um, like I said, good action to me. Well, I like when Mandalorian fights. Uh, I don't really care about the stormtrooper stuff. You got space fights, so you got different combat. Um, okay action. I like that the plot was pretty simple. You know, it's not complicated where it's like, you know, you can, I think it's a pretty, well, maybe they did that because they wanted to water it down, right? <sighs> the only thing, I, I just don't like the Luke Skywalker thing. That's like my main thing on it. And it's true, this show, you're not, you're not really hyped, you know, when you, you, you're waiting to watch this show. You're not, you're not rushing to play it on Disney Plus and, you know, it's just kind of, it is kind of a Star Wars fix. Um, but it does have good, uh, you know, scenery, good location, good setting, um, good effects. It really does have that. It does have that. This is, I'd say this is better than watching the last three movies of Star Wars. This, in my opinion, I think this is, I'd rather watch the Bedlorian than those three movies, you know? Um, I really do like that they gave the Mandalorian a show. That's what I really like. And I think I want to give props to, uh, Disney on that, right? Because next we need a Sith show. That's what we need. Not a fucking droid show, which is going to be sucky. Not a fucking uh, Stormtrooper show. No. Give us a show specifically on Sith. Darth Revan. Come on. That's what we need. Give us another Sith Lord or something. You know? Yeah. Th that's the thing, man. Like, it was such a... Like, y'all could have been... at. You know, y'all went the safer route, man. Like, why you got to link it back to Luke, man? Y'all just had to link it back. I was like, God damn it. So, okay, let me let me just let me go with my score. All right. I'm gonna give this, okay. I'm gonna give this a eight out of ten. Okay. And remember, I've seen a lot of TV shows, okay? There's a lot of shitty TV shows out there, okay? There are. There's I've dropped several shows after just episode one. But I will say this: Star Wars, The Mandalorian does have some quality. Is it perfect? No. That's why I'm giving it an 8, right? And I don't want to give it a 7.5 because I don't want to do decimals. I'm going to give it an 8, right? But um, I don't like that they tried to go the safe route. Uh, I think combat could have been better. I do like the characters. I think the characters are cool. I do like Mando. I do like that. 
you could kind of see that they're trying to do some nostalgia stuff. We get that. I think there should have been more Jedi's, you know, but you know, when you figure out the setting, it's like, fuck, you know? So I'm going to give it an eight out of 10, right? Um, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Now maybe season one, I'd probably give it like a seven, right? So I'm going to go with eight out of 10 guys on this one. Um, but yeah, man, uh, good show. Hopefully season three. I don't know why. I don't really don't know why they're going to do season three. Um, but you know, to try and get the bag. So the book of Boba Fett, you know, we'll see how that goes. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, the thing with Star Wars is you can't overhype these shows. You just got to take it as it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my review guys. Anyway, um, appreciate you guys coming through and, uh, going through this analysis with me on this show. Um, well, oh, Wonder Woman. We got to do that one. That one actually comes out on 25th. So Wonder Woman, definitely going to review Wonder Woman 1984. So if you guys looking for more movie reviews, they will be coming. The next one will be uh, Wonder Woman. I got a short video for you guys um, in the morning. I got a short video for you guys in the morning. And I got another tech stream on Wednesday. Um, men going into the QA um, field in IT. So quality assurance. So I'm going to be with one of my old friends, actually one of my friends that I graduated with back in college. And we're going to be going over QA because I think that's a field in IT that I wish I knew I had more information about back then when I was in college, but I didn't. So yeah, QA video uh, this week, short video tomorrow and more stuff as usual. Uh, what's going on, uh, Grande? No problem, man. I know everyone's streaming and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's okay, man. It's uh, I know everyone has different times and stuff like that. People have lives. I get it. But yeah, man, I'll see you guys on more videos. Um, eight out of 10, like I said. Hopefully, we'll see what they do next time. But have a good uh, Monday, guys. And I'll see you guys with a short video tomorrow. Let's put more to the case than me.